The finale to the Sonata for Unaccompanied Violin Number no. 3 in C by Johann Sebastian Bach, recorded in 1997 by Hilary Hahn, uh, who now, two decades later, has finished the series and joins us from the Soundtrack Group Studios in Boston. Hello, Hilary, and welcome back. Hi, thank you very much. I have to tell you, in, in listening to your album, which comes out officially on October 5th, I found it totally compelling. I mean, there are a lot of recordings out of the unaccompanied sonatas and, and partitas by Bach, but there's something in your playing that uh, rivets the listener, I think. It, it is just so organic, so, uh, well, lovely. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and I, I understand Bach, not surprisingly, has been an important part uh, in your musical career from uh, the very beginning. Yes, I've been playing these pieces since I was nine in one form or another, and it's really nice to have a body of work that stayed with me this whole time. Well, I guess it certainly has. The, in case uh, listeners forgot, the piece that we just heard was recorded by a 17-year-old 
Hilary Hahn. This was your debut album. That's that's a pretty ambitious uh, uh, selection. Yeah, it, in a way it's ambitious, and in a way it made perfect sense because it was the music that I had played the most. So what do you want to do for your first record? Well, I would like to do something that I know pretty well. <laughs> and it was solo, so it was just me. It wasn't very complicated to organize it. And in a way, it was a very practical decision, but also obviously musically representative of where I was at that time. I was playing a lot of solo Bach every single week, and it was really a part of me like no other repertoire was. Well, at the time that recording came out, uh, Nicholas Anderson, writing in the BBC Music Magazine, said... Hans' affection for Bach's music becomes apparent at almost every turn, and the concluding movement of the C major sonata is a tour de force, which we just heard. I long to hear more. The question, I guess, is why did it take so long? <laughs> I guess, yeah, that is a question. It seems like a very long time, but it's been about, let's see, about... 20 years I guess yeah. and in a way it doesn't feel like it's been so long if you look at a classical music career 20 years is part of a career but it's certainly not the full arc of a career and I started performing pretty young so I'm really not that far along <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not ancient so I think having <laughs> it in front of me was really nice I liked knowing that that was ahead of me because I, you know, I, I still will be performing these pieces a lot in, you know, this season, coming years. I play Bach as part of almost every concert, whether it's an encore or part of a recital program or in the case of this concert season, entire solo programs. It's, it's something that I didn't feel I needed to do to complete a set because I was always actively engaged with these pieces, with all of them, the first album's contents and this album's contents. For me, this material, this repertoire carries through on a very, very, very long arc, and I expect it will always be part of my musical life. And I realized, I guess I was 32 or 33, I realized I was twice the age of my first... <laughs> Um, of how old I was when I did my first Bach recording sessions. And I thought, oh, maybe this is a good time <laughs> to yeah. think about finishing the set. People had been asking me to, to finish recording it. And they'd wanted more solo Bach to listen to. So I knew that people wanted to hear it. So that's a wonderful place to be. And I did do a few sessions at that time. I didn't feel compelled to put an album out or anything so it was more exploratory and then um, more recently I did some more sessions and therefore this album reflects the span of about five years of my recent musical life. It's really nice to look at it that way. I think when I normally make an album it's over one or two days and that's it. So that's very... <laughs> specific and it's very representative of what a concert is like. A concert is the moment in which you are playing this piece and sharing that with the audience. For me a recording is very similar. It's whatever that day brings. 
um, that's what happens in that recording. But in listening to the 97 recording and comparing it to the new recording, uh, although a couple of decades have passed in the life of the artist, I thought the uh, the performances uh, were, were perfectly compatible. Did, what did you think? Did you notice any difference in the way you might have played it today versus back then? There may be some general differences. My technique may have changed a little bit. Um, I don't think the differences are for better or worse. It's just different. That's the thing about Bach. There are so many different ways to play this music. But I think that my my templates for interpretation were pretty ingrained already when I was 16, 17, when I was making the first album. And I have tremendous respect for my teachers and the styles they taught me. So I really haven't tried to change how I play it. I've just tried to keep it current with how I play and what I'm feeling and what feels natural to me with this music. My my ideals or my idols for this music were um, Grumio, Milstein, Schering, those really famous, iconic mm. recordings by those really pivotal artists. And those were people that my, my teacher, Yasha Brodsky, actually knew. He came into contact with them. He was friends with them. Um, so it's definitely... That style of playing Bach is definitely where the roots of my own style of playing Bach are based. (laughs) (laughs) But I have since kind of just inhabited the music so much from my my own performances that I've developed my own flow of phrasing within the works. My guest is Hilary Hahn. We're talking to her from a studio in, in Boston, and her new album coming out on October 5th on the DECA label is Hilary Hahn plays Bach, uh, the Sonatas 1 and 2, and the Partita number 1 for Unaccompanied Violin, which finishes uh, that whole set started 20 years ago. Uh, in a moment, we'll be listening to the fugue from the Sonata number 1, uh, which I found, uh, uh, again, stunning. Um, one of the things about your playing that I thought stood out from other recordings I've heard, and there are so many, as you you mentioned a couple, uh, great recordings of this music, is that when you have the multiple voices going uh, in the counterpoint, sometimes in other recordings, it sounds like the artist is is doing their best, but they're you know they're they're sort of making some compromises. Uh, but in your playing, uh, I'm totally convinced that there are three or four violinists playing. It is just so seamless. It is so, you're not aware of any technical uh, challenges as a listener. I'm sure as a player, it's a whole different thing, but. Thank you. Well, I basically trained my technique on these pieces. I started them when I was nine. I worked on them for every lesson, pretty much for my entire set of student years through my late teens and they're just always present for me so I think for me the technical aspects of them are really central to how I play everything else and that might make something of a difference Um, but also I enjoy the puzzle of phrasing each Mm -hmm. voice differently so 
if I imagine that it's a choir or a quartet of voices. At one point, one of the, the soprano, for example, may be doing a crescendo and the bass may be doing a decrescendo. So I actually do different things simultaneously with the same chord. So on one chord, I might lean on the bottom of the chord and on the next one, I might lean on the top. And that gives the impression of the voices doing different things. And I may linger on one of the middle voices and speed through one of the other voices. And that gives the impression of that voice that I'm lingering on being more prominent. And it's not it's not illusions. That's actually what's happening. <laughs> yeah. And I like creating this architecture within the piece. I think it's it's very um, it's very tempting to phrase everything simultaneously, and there is a strength to that when you listen to it. It, it does give a feeling of a sort of a wall of sound and a great dimension that opens up. And so I do that sometimes. But very early on, I was encouraged in these pieces to find the different statements that were happening um, concurrently and try to really articulate and characterize those statements differently somehow. (laughs) And that's one thing I find really fun about these pieces. And it's something I feel like I got a little secret um, shared with me early on and I can kind of um, always return to that little trick. I love it. Well, Hilary Hahn, thank you so much for sharing your talent and, and this new album. It was worth the wait. Uh, and congratulations. I heard from your violin case that uh, uh, Zelda now has a sister. Yes, I have two kids. <laughs> <laughs> congratulations. Thank you. Uh, her, the sister's name, by the way, is Nadia, just for the record. Yes, Zelda and Nadia, two girls. Thanks so much, Hilary. Thank you. Bye.